Hi, Minimal Moves. Welcome back. It's Haruka again. Today, we are talking about everything local in the Digital Declutter series. As the second episode of the series, I'm excited to welcome back Frank to share his digital tips. Frank? Hi. Thanks for uh, having me on again. I'm very glad to be here. I've been sort of a digital minimalist for quite a bit now. I really like organizing everything I do, keeping things kind of minimal. I've been using computers for a long time. I'm a CS student and I've used Mac systems, Windows systems, Linux systems for quite a few years. So I have a few tips on each of these. Great. Awesome. So obviously if you're here on the Minimal Moves platform, you're thinking sort of about decluttering, minimalism, things like that. And speaking of that, one of the things that a lot of people have pointed out about my computers is that it's incredibly slow. So Frank, can you help figure out why are some reasons that might be the case and what people can do to make sure that they're optimizing their computer performance on a day-to-day basis? Yeah. So I think a big problem that people have is, you know, having too many things open. I think a lot of times you have things like Spotify open in the background. You have a Word document somewhere that you haven't used for a few days. Guilty as charged. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that, that really definitely slows your computer down. Takes up you know, precious processing power from things that you're actually doing. So one simple thing that you can do is to just close Windows. On, on Windows, I mean, the, the Windows system, this is more simple, I think. You, you just click on the X and the Windows goes away. Uh, but on Mac, when you close the application window, it doesn't actually close. You can tell by looking at the little icon at the bottom. It means that the application, even though the window is not open, it's still not quit, quitted. So the way to completely quit the application, if you don't need to use it at all, is to double tap or I guess right click um, on that icon and then click on quit so that the application is completely out of the, the computer's memory. So that's a pretty big thing, I think. The other thing is I would suggest restarting your computer from time to time, uh, which I know can be difficult if you have a whole bunch of tabs open and you need to finish doing things that you got to do on the computer. But it really helps the computer sort of, sort of get, a, get a nap, you know, get a fresh start. So maybe I would suggest uh, once a week or if that's too hard, once a month or so, turn off your laptop and you're going to find that everything runs a bit faster because the computer is doing some cleaning on its own and it's cleaning these, these junk out of its memory. I think something else is that sometimes people have startup applications that they don't realize are there. So often when you install something like something like Spotify, for example, it defaults to starting when you start your computer and it just takes a long time when you boot up your computer and you have all these things launching. For me, the thing that takes up the most time is opening OneDrive, which I use day to day. So, so that's okay. But the way you can check what you have in terms of your startup applications differs by whether you're on windows or you're, you're on Mac. Um, but on a windows, you would do control alt delete and then click on task manager and go to the tab that says startup and find out what you need to get rid of. On a Mac, I think you go to settings and then you go to users. Uh, there's a, a tab that says login items. 
And from there, you can disable things uh, that you don't want to, to start. I think with those things, uh, things should start running considerably faster. Awesome. That's definitely, especially the last one was a tip that I had not thought of before. So moving on to, I guess, organizing on once you are on your computer, once you're using it, what sort of tips and recommendations do you have just to keep things organized and not too chaotic? Because I know that can make me feel stressed and chaotic as well inside my own brain. So definitely relatable. We'll start from the, the larger scale of things then to the smaller scale of things. But something that I've been starting to do this past semester is sort of dividing my life in terms of different desktops. So on, on a Mac, you can view this by swiping with four fingers up and you can see how many desktops you have open and you can create a new desktop. And I think on Windows, there's a button at the bottom that says task view. It's like two little squares. Mm -hmm. uh, you click on that and then you can make a new desktop. I think that really helps compartmentalize different facets of your life. If you're a student, you need to do schoolwork and also you need to manage some clubs, some extracurricular activities. Um, and apply for jobs. Apply for jobs, right. You can divide these three different things into three different desktops and you're not distracted by one another when you're doing one of these things. Um, so I found that pretty helpful. Something else is just keeping the, the dock on a Mac or the taskbar on Windows free from clutter. So when you first get your computer, there might be a whole bunch of applications that you don't really use. So you can just right click or two finger click and choose remove from dock. That really keeps the clutter from your taskbar free. Awesome. Also, just so you all know, Frank is a Windows user. And despite that, he knows a lot about Macs and has been borrowing my computers periodically to experiment and learn. So I hope you all find this useful, whether or not you are a Windows user or a Mac user. We kind of are sprinkling information about both device types throughout. But here are some things that are probably a bit more universally applicable, maybe, that I wanted to ask about. So... I label myself as a um, crazy tab person. And if you look at any of my browser windows, and yes, I have multiple windows, which I've gotten better about. I haven't quite got up to speed on the having multiple desktops yet, but within my multiple windows, I have many, many tabs. I used to have probably not exaggerating around like 30 or maybe 40 tabs. Yikes. So that was problematic. I know that. What other things do you recommend to just have good browser hygiene? Why is having many tabs bad? Tell us all that. Each tab you can consider a window and having many tabs will definitely slow down your computer. And a slow computer is a sad computer. So we don't want that. I know for me, closing tabs help me improve my productivity because I'm not frantically searching through different tabs. Although sometimes when you're doing like things like job apps or research papers, it's kind of inevitable, but it does help to close some tabs when you can. Something else I like to do when I have a lot of tabs open, if I'm say, for example, doing research paper is I would bring tabs that are related to each other, closer to each other. So I can navigate to them more easily. So that's tabs. One uh, Chrome extension that I've discovered to be really useful is called one tab. 
I feel like people have differing opinions on, on this extension, but what it does is when you click on the one tab extension, it saves all your tabs that you have open in the current window into this extension so that you can reopen all of them in the same order later on, which I find pretty useful if I'm trying to keep my, my tabs to a minimal. I guess the downside to this is, you know, sometimes you can just forget that those tabs exist and you forget to do a jobs app, which I've definitely done. So that's not great, but it's an option if you want to use it. Awesome. So moving on to files and thinking about all the things that reside within your computer space. It's a little overwhelming for me right now. Frank has over the years taught me to occasionally clear out my downloads folder to check in with my different folders and make sure that everything in there is all in the right place and everything. But I still feel a little overwhelmed and my downloads area on my computer right now has a lot going on from photos to group notes to various Gantt charts, all that. So. What should I do? What are your tips? Yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm a big fan of folders. So I like putting everything into folders. Sometimes maybe I use them too much. Each facet of my life occupies a different folder and everything related to that facet is living in that folder. So for example, things like academics, clubs, jobs. Is that what you would recommend for kind of the average college student who has yeah, like classes to go to extracurriculars or should people do it by like subject area? One thing I've tried is dividing it up by international relations things. Within that, I have my classwork, my extracurricular work because sometimes they overlap. So yeah. that's another way I was thinking of, but what do you recommend people do? I think it really depends on your preference. I know some people are exploring two very different fields in their college experience. If you're someone who's doing computer science and international relations, maybe that makes sense. <laughs> I think personally what has worked the best for me is to divide it into these different facets. I think it almost also depends on your work style, right? Maybe sometimes you get into a IR working mindset <laughs> and you want to do everything related to IR. So in that case, maybe I think the methods that you're suggesting work a little better. But yeah, either could work. I just think having organization in any shape or form it's going to help with getting rid of stress and increase productivity. Mm. I think something else that I've found helpful is to name folders in such a way that they're ordered from most important to least important. Can you give an example? I guess something would be, for example, in my job apps folder. I have a folder for resume. I have a folder for all my applications. I have a folder for an archive of my past applications if I want to reference them. So if they're just ordered by alphabetical order, archive appears at the top, which I might not want because it's not the thing that I access the most. So what I do is I rename these folders by adding a numeral in front of them. So I would do like one dot and then current job apps. And I would do two dot resumes and then three dot, et cetera. That just helped me find the thing that I need the most, the fastest. It's, you know, it's more productive for me. Interesting. I actually did this in high school without knowing what it's called. Um, but I put like an alphabet in front of everything. So I would put like an A in front of important things and X in front of archives or something like that. But I have a thought. So 
my suggestion here maybe would be to start with the lower end. So if you're going the alphabetical scheme, then start with the X's or Y's or Z's. If you're starting with the numbers, start with like a larger number and then go up. That way, whatever you're saving new is going to come up top naturally because you're going in reverse order. Granted with numbers, I guess, well, I guess you would start with nine and then you can go up depending on how many folders you plan to have in the category. But I feel like that could work well, right? Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. Yeah, I think maybe having over nine folders is kind of excessive. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. I think at that point, it kind of defeats the point of having folders. Except for if it's like class specific. Yeah. Um, but then you can organize by semester, I guess. Um, I have a little story about this versioning thing. So my mom helped me write essays when I was little or like when I was in elementary, middle school. And she would edit them for me. It wasn't even essays, I guess. It was like speeches. I was a weird kid, of course, as you know. And when she was helping me save them, because she didn't really trust me to save them right, apparently, she would name these folders really stressful things, let me just say. So these were English essays. So she would start with like the title of the folder. Sometimes she would throw in a date or like a time. And then she would add a very stressful message. So she would be like, desperately written at midnight. Oh. Or <laughs> she would say, Something else that is very emotional and expresses the degree of stress and pressure because I like to work last minute and that did not bode well with her. She was also a last minute worker though, so it runs in the family. But yeah, while I do not recommend that kind of versioning, if well, I guess that's not exactly versioning, but you know, if you gotta work with an emotional degree of progression and that's what works for you, I guess go for it. Just don't do it to your kids' speech folders or files, please. Thanks. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah but yeah. before i got distracted was there anything else you wanted to add in the file section yeah on the topic of just versioning i guess just naming files i do find it helpful to have versions of things especially for things that you do want to have an iterative approach on so things like resumes for example what i like to do is i like to just append uh the file name with a suffix things like v16 like v15 to just keep a track on the version of the resume so that if i do need to go back and reference something that i deleted i can still do that yeah i would really avoid having like copy on, on mac i think when you copy a file and then you paste it in the same folder with the same name you get something like parentheses copy parentheses and then when you do it again you have like copy, copy oh you get copy of and then if you do a copy of you get like Say you start with file A, then it's file A, copy of file A, copy of copy of file A, copy of copy of oh. copy of, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. Especially for files like resumes or class assignments that you send to someone else who's going to be evaluating you. It's just nice to have a tradition or like a pattern of naming files, things that make sense for you and for whoever's receiving it. For sure. Yeah, I think that would be it on the files. Okay, sounds good. So let's see. The next idea that I wanted to ask about was storage. And right before we hopped onto this chat, Frank wanted to test something out on a Mac. So I let him use my computer and he said that my trash is overflowing. This never happens, mind you, in real life. I'm always that friend who makes my friends take out trash while they walk me out of their room. So I don't like having a lot of trash. What else should I be thinking about? Just to like real life, I would empty the trash on your laptop often. 
So the thing about trash is that even when you throw things into the trash on your laptop or just on your computer, it's still taking up space. So if you have a large, for example, video recording that you no longer need and you throw it into the trash, it's still there. It's still there taking up space. Um, and you might be confused because you're like, I just deleted this, but why am I still getting a, an error saying there's not enough space on, your, on my computer? So I would recommend cleaning your trash often as soon as you know that you don't need whatever's in there. I think along the, the same line of thought in terms of just making sure that there's enough space on your computer, I would also clean out the downloads folder pretty often since I think often that's cluttered up by things like installers, which can often be very large. There's no point in keeping both an installer on your laptop as well as the actual program. Mm -hmm. So I would try to get rid of those as well. Yeah, I'm just looking at my downloads folder right now and I'm seeing work assignments, I'm seeing a Zotero file, random copy of things, photos, totally things that don't need to be here or should be on my computer. We'll rather, we'll talk a little bit about this later, but it's stored away in the cloud and saved for long-term. Also, because whatever that's in your downloads folder, if anything ever happens to your computer, which it hopefully won't, but if your computer gets stolen or broken or something like that, then you'll be able to access those files elsewhere if you stash them away on the cloud. So clearing out your downloads has other benefits as well. For sure. And just a small note to add about installers. If you're not restarting your computer often, when you're installing something on the Mac with a .dmg extension, it mounts a hypothetical virtual disk onto your laptop. And you can't delete it without ejecting that virtual disk. And so to delete those installation files, you would need to go into your finder and then click on that eject button and then delete that installation file. Just a small note. Uh, but yeah, going back to just organization and clearing out the downloads, I think along the same vein, personally, I also like to organize my desktop or I prefer to keep a minimal amount of things on my desktop which might not work with everybody, but I think it's helpful productivity-wise and just alleviating stress-wise to have a more clean and organized desktop. Yeah. Oh, yes. Let me just add, this is a minimalism more on the side of aesthetics thing, but if you want your desktop not only to be cleared out, which I think is the more important thing, but if you'd also like for it to look aesthetic, and mind you, my desktop right now is chaotic. This happens every semester. I think that if you're a Mac user, especially, I don't really know how this works for Windows, but I'm sure you are like me, or maybe you aren't, If in which case, great job. But if you are like me, and if you have 2 billion screenshots on your desktop, chances are you probably don't need the majority of them anymore. I take screenshots of if I purchase something online or submit something, if I have a scary professor for a class and I do not want them to ever think that I didn't submit anything, I will take a screenshot or like a lecture that's going too fast or official documents, things like that. Those are probably things that either are super important or not important at all. So I definitely need to clear that out. But if you do have any files on your desktop and you want them to look neat because maybe you aren't like me and don't constantly have things open and you can look at your desktop, in which case you can... Go to the file icon and then go to, I think it's get info. I'm not exactly sure, but, and then you can drag onto the smaller file. This is only for Macs, by the way, but the smaller file icon 
an image. I believe, don't quote me on this, I might be wrong, but I did this a while ago. And you can drag on any image so that you can customize how your file looks. So if you want your desktop to look like a meadow with pretty flowers and grass and all that, you can do that. I was obsessed with Konkin backpacks at one point. So my fall academics folder is a image of a backpack. So I just wanted to throw that out because I was very proud of figuring out how to do that. So, yeah. I did not know how to do that on a Mac, but you could do that on Windows too. I think you just need to right click and then go to properties and then there's somewhere where we can change the icon. Good to know. Yeah. So going back to saving storage on your computer, I think I have a few more things to mention. One of them being installing updates which could be kind of counterintuitive because usually updates take up more space. But nowadays, these laptops are making it as easy as possible for you to install these updates. So they download the updates without really you saying that they can. Okay. Like Chrome, for example, I think it downloads an update by default and that's taking up space. The installer for that update is taking up space on your computer. And without installing it, that's just taking up unnecessary space. So would recommend, you know, installing updates as, as soon as possible, I guess. Alternatively uh, known as whenever your desktop angrily displays red three dots that says update. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, helps with keeping your things secure. Usually these updates are helping with security and also helps with storage. So something else that you can do that's a bit easier, I guess, is to just delete apps that you don't use. I think often, especially for people, I think in school, you're installing some app like Stata, for example, for class, and then you don't need it anymore, but it's pretty huge. It's got a lot of features and it's just there taking up space. So, you know, if you have time, look through your applications folder and just delete what you don't need. Yeah, I think that this is a good tip. And also you can do this obviously on your phone, your tablets things like that. So if you have any of those nearby, which chances are you are listening to this on one of them, go delete one right now because you probably have one that you don't need. I definitely have a hundred. I think finally in this general category of saving space, there, there are a few tools that you could use to help you with this. Mac and Windows, they both have uh, sort of inbuilt system utilities to help you save space. So on a Mac, I think you would go to that Apple logo and then you, you would go to about. And then from about, I think there's a tab that says storage. From storage, I think you click on manage. And from manage, you get this whole view of different things you can do to save space and what is taking up space on your computer. So that's a more streamlined way to help you save space on your computer. On Windows, they don't give you suggestions like empty your trash and stuff like that, but they do have a tool. It's called disk cleanup. So you can just go to your, your windows search menu and then search in disk cleanup. And then you can choose the categories you want to clean up. And then down below, I think there's also somewhere that says like cleanup system trash or something. Click on that. And then there's usually a ton of space that you can clean up for the techier crowd. There are apps that you can use to visualize what's taking up space on your hard drive. One that I would really recommend for windows is called with tree, like W-I-Z tree. It basically just gives you a visual diagram of different files on your system, which I think is pretty cool and helps you tell, you know, what area is taking up the most space. Good to know. 
So those were my main questions about local storage. Of course, as we've mentioned, cloud storage is an important part of your file organization, folder organization mechanism. Super helpful, especially if you attend a university or have a job that is more desk oriented. You probably have a membership of some kind to OneDrive, Google Drive, etc. So we'll be talking about that in the next episode. But we'll close out this episode today right here. Thanks so much for tuning in. And it was great to have you on again. Thank you. We'll be hopping back on the Digital Declutter series in a couple episodes. Until the next episode, though, which will be some other topic. I can't wait to see you there. In the meantime, check out my Instagram at minimalmovesbyh and send me any DMs with suggestions, thoughts, questions, just anything to chat. I can't wait to talk to you again soon. Bye, Minimal Moves. Thank you.